0: Hello, and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, a podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood gets the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay, and I use she-her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they-them, and joining us is the scribe of Sequinox, the designer of dragons, it's Shannon Maynor.
1: Hello! I was wondering what my rhyme would be. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, hello, I'm Shannon, I'm she-her. And I am everything that is said. <laughs> I, they are things I can live up to. Those I can live up
0: to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is uh, the Spooktober month still, or yes. it is when this comes yes. out,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is why I am here. Yeah, I was told to bring horror.
0: Yeah, I forget. I I know th- three to five people who really like horror stuff. Shannon was interested. Hey, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And considering you're not into horror, that can almost guarantee you'll have no idea what I brought to the table today and probably won't help <laughs> once I say what it is.
0: I've I've slowly been getting into horror conceptually. I like horror oh. from a distance.
1: That's fair.
2: <laughs> uh film horror, I like up to 1965. And then all my other horror comes from podcasts.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, well, this one almost made it. It's 1979.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) Which I guess I will tell you that I brought today Phantasm, the Don... How do I say his name again? I wrote it down. The Don Coscarelli, sorry, dude, uh, film from 1979. Do either of you know what Phantasm is?
0: I do know of Phantasm. I know there's a tall man, he's got some orbs, and he goes, boy.
1: That's that's it, that's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. Those are the parts that make sense. Oh good. <laughs> uh but yes. Uh when you told me the idea at first, I was like, every single horror movie's already been remade. What am I gonna do? <laughs> And then I remembered that I'm really excited for the new Candyman coming out, which is a remake of a movie I love. And I loved the new Suspiria, which was a remake of a movie I loved. So I was like, hey, there's a movie I love that could probably use a remake. And it's Phantasm, because it was made with $5 and a bunch of family members and like maybe three actors.
0: That's very convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Yes
1: yeah apparently the director like rented his film camera like his cameras and stuff but he did it on fridays from a place that was closed on the weekend so he could cheat two extra days out of it
2: (laughs) oh my god
1: i'm like oh good for you
2: i mean those film cameras were really expensive
1: (laughs) i guess Yeah, I forgot what the budget of this movie was, but it's a number that said out loud now is not a lot of money, so it definitely was not a lot of money back in, like, the 70s.
2: An estimated budget of $300,000 in 1979.
1: And it's it unfortunately looks cheap sometimes. Like, there's times where it doesn't look cheap. Like, I love this movie to death, but when people are like, this is one of those movies that you either love it, or, or you hate it, or you have no idea what it is. <laughs> so it's it's one of those, I'm just like, yeah, you know, I get it. I really like it, <laughs> but it's made with $5. It looks like it. There's some really cool shots. They're very, like, innovative. There's some stuff they do in this movie that, like, other movies hadn't done yet. So I was like, you know what? Good for you. You guys tried really hard and you made a movie that in concept is pretty cool and could probably be improved. <laughs>
0: It may, it must have done something right because the box office was twelve million, so that is a four thousand percent profit.
1: Yes, which is a good thing about cheap movies is they will probably make their budget
0: back. Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> uh, should I just like tell y'all what the gist of this movie is now? Yeah,
0: let's let's get a concept sure. in here.
1: <laughs> okay, this is gonna be the part where explaining this movie is hard because these are this is one of those movies that's like this movie is very dreamlike. And I mean that in I'm going to start saying things to you, and you're just going to be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Because it kind of reads like a kid is making up a dream as he goes along and trying to explain it before he forgets.
0: (laughs) Fortunately, I still have dreams like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so the main plot of this movie is it is about a kid named Mike and his big brother Jody. And uh, the movie starts with Jody's friend Tommy being killed by a mysterious woman in the cemetery. And then they go to his funeral and you hear them say that they think it was a suicide. And um, Jody mentions that he didn't invite his little brother along because their, f- their family died recently. So the kid has been having really bad nightmares and just like isn't handling things very well. But then Jody sneaks into the funeral, or not Jody. Mike sneaks into the funeral, anyways. And there's this big. Cr- there's the tall man, who's the infamous villain, and is just kind of like a. He's like, I think the actor is six foot four, and they like do a bunch of a bunch of cool cheats to make him look even taller. Oh wow! But uh, yeah, they put him in like in suits that were like too small, so he just looked lanky and like gave him platforms, so he was like six foot seven, six foot eight around like the kids. Oh the wow! The one kid. <laughs> But yeah, so Mike sneaks in, He's see- like, he hears a bunch of weird stuff while he's sneaking around, he gets knocked over, he thinks telepathically by the tall man, he sees the tall man pick up a giant, one of the caskets, like, single-handedly and put it in the trunk. So it was one of those, like, there was a funeral, and once everyone leaves, he kind of just takes the, ta- the casket and, like, walks away with it. <laughs> and Mike's just like, that's not a thing people do. So, you know, obviously you go to a fortune teller, have her, like... <laughs> tell you a bunch of stuff that doesn't help you at all and do, like, one of those, like, oh, just put your hand in a box, and the box attacks him, and and she's like, well, just don't be afraid. He's like, okay, got it, bye, and leaves.
2: (laughs) So she's part of the Betty Deseret.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and, like, these characters never come back. I don't know why they're here. (laughs) But, yeah, so, um... He goes and tries to tell, uh, well, he's, like, following his brother around everywhere and, like, his brother's admitting that, like, he wants nothing to do with this kid anymore because he just can't handle the responsibility because I think Mike's, like, 13. And then, like, he hangs out with his friend Reggie, who's the ice cream man and has, like, the best skullet in the world where it's, like, bald on top but, like, long hair in the back. <laughs> this character's wild. In the sequels, he turns into an action star and I I love it. <laughs> But yeah, so typical thing, uh, Mike keeps telling everyone about the weird guy that lifted up a casket by himself and like all these weird mo- noises he kept hearing. And like, uh, the same woman who killed Tommy in the beginning goes out with Jody again to the cemetery and are just like trying to have sex because it's a horror movie. So obviously, yeah, like yeah. his friend just died. Let's go do it like on his like. Headstone, why not? This movie is weird.
2: How Mary Shelley. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. <laughs> oh god, it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then Mike gets chased out by like a zombie in a robe that's like half the size of him, and like screaming around as like his brother's just like, Alright, I have to go take care of this. I'm so sorry. Mysterious woman I just met. You can't kill me today. We'll meet again later. <laughs> uh so again. Mike's like, no, there's these tiny monsters, they're after me, you have to believe me. They're like, no, we don't believe you. Another case of, like, he's fixing a car, they jump on the car and try to crush him, no one still believes him, and then he has a nightmare of the tall man, like, dragging him down into earth, which is, like, another infamous shot of, like, him standing behind the bed and, like, the kid getting, like, pulled under by, like, zombies. It's a pretty cool shot. And then he's just like, alright, that's it. I'm gonna go sneak into this mausoleum, and I'm gonna prove... That this dude's off to something so that's he sneaks in the mausoleum uh we find uh he gets chased by the little flying sphere which kills the guy that he's been running from which was like the caretaker because these flying spheres have like knives on them and they go in your face and shoot a bunch of blood out it's very weird <laughs> <laughs> the spheres are cool i don't like they're not they're barely expa- explained i love them but yeah so then he gets chased by the tall man cuts the tall man's fingers off he has yellow blood. His fingers keep moving off his body. He puts one in a box and shows to his brother later to be like, look, do you believe me? And in a non-horror movie fashion, Jody goes, yes, I believe you. Okay. What do I have to do? So then the finger turns into a fly and attacks them. But then Reggie comes in when he s- and sees all this. He's like, all right, cool. I believe y'all too. Let's go, I guess, fight a tall man. <laughs> and so then you get, we get another chase scene. Because uh, Jody goes to try to fight the tall man, and then we find out that like these tall, these short monsters, like in robes, are like dead people. Because it's Tommy, his friend, who died in the beginning, who comes after him in a hearse. So they take the body, throw it in Reggie's truck. Uh, because he's an ice cream man, so he has an ice cream truck. So I guess you could store a weird dead body in there. Why not? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, what else do they find out? Oh yeah, they like. Send Mike away to some friends who owns an antique store, and he finds a picture of the tall man, like in old times, as like when the mausole- or when the mausoleum was first built. And then, like the picture turns and looks at him, and he freaks out and gets the girls to drive him. And they get attacked by more of the little monsters, and they find Reggie's truck destroyed, and Reggie's gone, the Tommy creature's gone. They go back to the mausoleum. They just shoot the little flying sphere with a shotgun okay <laughs> apparently that that does it that that solves your problem is a shotgun and th- then this is where they find out the tall man is an alien from another dimension who is taking dead bodies and turning them into tiny zombies to send back to his home planet where the gravity is really l- high and it's really hot so everyone has to be small so the gravity does i don't know <laughs> And, like, the dimension door is a tuning fork, and, like, when you- because, like, Mike walks through it by accident, and they have to pull him out, and that's how he sees the other planet. And then, like, they figure out it's a tuning fork, so they grab it to stop it, and it, like, destroys the entire connection and starts sucking the mausoleum into, like, oh, I guess the dimension door that the tall man (laughs) came out of. (laughs) And of course like the tall man still trying to get them back and they literally kill him with rocks fall and everyone dies. (laughs) Even though he apparently has the super strength to pick up a very heavy casket on his own and is from another dimension and can survive body parts being cut off. And I think that's everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this movie is wild. There's so much stuff happening. It's a mess, but like its whole appeal is that it's really dreamlike and very like like every, like the whole concept is that it's about grief and overcoming grief and like how kids can't interact with grief so they just have to interact with it in another way and like it's kind of viewed in a way of like this kid can't handle it so it has to be someone else's fault so he's projecting and be like I saw a weird guy he's probably a monster that's why all of this is happening not because of any other reason so like the movie ends and it's all a dream and like it was actually Jody died along with their parents, and Mike wasn't able to handle it, and he lives with Reggie now, who also died twice in the movie now, and is now fine. And and then the tall man shows up at the end and takes him away. So you're kind of left like, what's what's real? Until the second movie when they're just like, all right, now we'll be literal since everyone didn't like when we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I feel like that was a lot. I feel like this is how... <laughs> I feel like I talked way too much.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's good. <laughs> we're just, when we take it, now we're processing it, determining, so, so what, like, what do we want from a remake? Do we want, do we want more or do we want less?
1: What I was thinking is, the, again, because I was thinking like Candyman style and Suspiria style, where they take the idea and they're like, this is a cool idea strip everything away and let's do something new that's the same concept and gets the same ideas but like with our own spin but using the ideas that pre- because like Suspiria from the 70s and Suspiria from like two years ago are like there's like pinpoints that are the same but like conceptually and visually and everything else they're totally different movies but they kind of get the same thing where you're just like yeah witches are cool just in two very different ways Okay. (laughs) So I feel like this could be one of those movies where they're like, let's take a dumb like 70s horror movie and like elevate it and like make it a bit more like cool, like streamlined things skin a lot of this fat (laughs) and then just like make a movie that has these ideas and do something totally different with it. Cause it's already so iconic that if we just remake it shot for shot, everyone's going to hate us. And if we don't do our own thing, They're still going to hate us, so we might as well just commit and do something, like, fun.
0: Exactly. (laughs) This time the budget is $20. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and we'll hire four real actors. (laughs) And only have our dad be the priest at the funeral if we absolutely need it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I can't imagine my dad. Lindsay, your dad's going to have to be the priest.
2: (laughs) No. God, no. You'd be cracking jokes the entire time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, apparently the whole funeral scene, there were like the two actors and then the priest was literally the director's dad. Then everyone else was just like family and friends because they couldn't afford to pay (laughs) extras. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoestring budgets. It's amazing what they get done with them. But yeah, so those are the bones and I think there's like a really cool thing in here that could be made just like like either make it more confusing if that makes sense like lean way too hard into the dream side where it's just like you know what throw the timeline out just make everything mysterious don't know where it's going or just like I don't know what the other option is the, <laughs> same, the same amount of confusing
0: <laughs> um let's see I'm thinking like with dream stuff Obviously not go full full into dream because I'm thinking of my most wild dream that I logged down because it was so wild. It did involve puppeteering a brontosaurus skeleton in a university library because it was a recreation of a song that wasn't by Madonna in reality, but it was by Madonna in the dream. Somehow I knew the backstory in the dream.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin tried to turn me and my friends into wizards once. (laughs) Uh, and he was just like in a lab coat and like we were in a cage trying to fly away
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I thankfully forget my dreams very quickly
0: (laughs) I feel like you have some bonkers dreams but also they'd be bonkers specifically to you (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, I think
1: that's the fun of dreams though
0: yeah Lindsay forgets her dreams because they're like weird alienscapes, but also all the main characters are like Russian leaders and academia figures. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm a lucid dreamer, so my problem is is that I'll be in the middle of a dream and be like, "Oh, I'm bored of this. I'm gonna leave," and then just leave.
0: <laughs> I managed to lucid dream once. It, and it was during a nightmare, and I can't remember all the details, but I do know that whatever figure was trying to kill me, I, I, met, I hit the lucid dream and I was like, hang on, you stop that. And then I woke up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I lucid dream all the time. Like, it's been forever since I had a dream that I couldn't just, like, stop in the middle of and be like, you know what, we've been here before, <laughs> we're not doing this again. How about we all go, like, come with me, and we'll go somewhere else.
0: Oh man, not a rerun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then just have, like, a clip show episode, basically.
0: uh dream budget ran out
1: i mean i might not remember my
2: dreams a whole lot but i do have deja vu experiences a lot and it's usually like
1: i don't think i've ever had deja vu
2: seeing the future (laughs) it's the boring
0: future though
2: i'm usually walking (laughs) down a hallway
1: and i'm like wait i've been here
0: i've eaten this apple before
1: (laughs) I think my problem is is that I space out too much because like I run, like if my muscle memory ever for, like leaves me, I cannot go anywhere because that's just how I go places now. Where like I'm just like oh I have to go here, then like I black out and I'm there. I'm like cool, all right. I don't know how I got here, but we gotta go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So so the dream logic that I'm thinking we could make use of in uh, the new phantasm would be now stick with me here on Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> they had Song. a whole he- arc that was about like dreams and nightmares and stuff messing with people's dreams. And one of the main things that was going on there was that it lacked continuity. Like you'd be in one spot and then you'd be in another spot and you wouldn't realize it because you're in the dream or like you you you're everyone else has too many fingers, but like that's not registering with you. And so I think that's something we could make use of where you you can we can have these cuts where Mike is like he's at home and then all of a sudden he is like he opens the door and he's suddenly in the funeral home and it's not treated as like oh a magic portal it's just that's point a to point b because his mind isn't registering that that's how things are working in his head
1: oh i like that almost like this i mean i'm already revealing the type of boring movies i love but like in the lighthouse where they just like they don't keep track of time in a way that makes sense because the movie is about losing track of time yeah. so like the way you like you'll be watching a scene and the scene itself will take place over like a few weeks maybe you can't tell but it seems oh, okay. to have changed somewhere in there and you're like trying to keep track and be like i don't has it been an hour or has it been two weeks i don't know what just happened so <laughs> oh, just like all of 2020 yeah, I unfortunately watched that movie while in quarantine. I was like, oh, this is too real.
0: <laughs> I was I was talking with my mom. We figured out the reason why 2020 is so messed up t- like, time-wise is because there's no events. Yep. yep. Like, I used to go to a movie other every week because movies were legal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been telling people that, like, I know today is Tuesday, but I don't know what number Tuesday it is <laughs> unless I look at something because I have no more need for, like, the numbers on a calendar i'm like oh yeah tuesday i put up a page (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's all i need to know
2: (laughs) now that i think about it with 2020 technology we can do a lot more with the actual dream sequences we could almost start flipping over into different styles
1: yeah i feel like there's a lot that could be done just like using color and like the way things are like framed and like getting weird with like angles and like camera setups yeah yeah that's how i think about angles in there oh no (laughs) good angles
0: i'm not not saying battlefield earth level of dutch angles
1: (laughs) oh so actually use them when they're appropriate instead of just all the time
0: exactly yeah (laughs) I'm very, I know, one of the things, that I, I usually don't notice a lot when it comes to film studies, but I'm very uh, perceptive to Dutch angles, and so whenever I'm watching something and it goes Dutch, I'm like, oh, better pay attention, some weird stuff's gonna happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're, they're cool when well used. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then there are some people that like, well, it's the first Thor movie had a ton of them too, and I'm just like, Kenneth, can we
0: talk? <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth, please.
1: <laughs> just Just stand up, just... It's so, like, knock it back where it should be, please. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely feel like there's, like, ways that we could make things cooler and then probably have, like, the monsters be way cooler than, like, kids wearing a robe. Yeah. Because that's literally all they wore. They're just kids that, like, I think you see one <laughs> once and it's the reveal of when it's Tommy. And then other than that, it's just kids in robes, like, jumping on full-grown adults. I was just like, I feel this should that's that's not threatening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love you, movie. You're doing your best, but no, I can't follow you down this road. (laughs) It can only
2: be scary once. (laughs) Yeah, we can
0: only go so far with aggressive jawas.
1: (laughs) And I feel like like finding the line and writing it of, like, is this all in Mike's head or is this actually what's happening would be really fun, too. Of, like, how you choose to give information to the audience because there's definitely a bunch of stuff because like Phantasms will be like no we definitely want you to believe that this is a dream at the end but then we'll like show the the audience stuff that characters aren't seeing and be like oh so it's literal then
2: yeah make them confuse.
1: yeah i think if they had like more fun with the information that was given versus the information that's not given or when it's given or who in front of like, who, or, like, knows the information could be a fun thing to play with to make even the audience kind of, like, every once in a while we're like, oh, I'm on Mike's side. Okay, maybe now I'm back on Jody's side. I don't know. I'll hang out with Reggie. He's an <laughs> ice cream man.
0: Just, just do, do a whole, like, Reggie handing ice cream to kids and one of them is one of those dehydrated zombie kids and... <laughs> and he and he doesn't realize he just handing it, like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think there there is a whole scene where like Mike's in town and he sees the the tall man again and freaks out and like the tall man goes by Reggie's ice cream truck and that's when you find out that like he that his species doesn't react doesn't like the cold and then when you're like oh because they live on a hot planet but it's like very oversold of him just be like oh it's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> I also I also feel like the reveal of like what the tall man is could be something that could be like a lot more cooler than it actually is in the movie because there's definitely just like a moment where like you're like oh here's the exposition corner here's what he is here's what he is doing everyone continue with the movie now
2: (laughs) yeah because even with a slightly bigger budget i think we could possibly do some like weird uh, uh parallel like we see what his planet is like And maybe what their true form is like.
1: Yeah. Because there's a lot of, like, you know, his fingers turn into the fly and it's kind of shown that he turns into the woman that's seducing everyone and then, like, kills Reggie at one point and, I guess, another- and Tommy. So, like, his species is apparently a shapeshifter and he's been here for a long time, so I feel like there is, like, something cool they could imply using that knowledge Mm -hmm. without, like- it be like too heavy-handed or like too obvious.
0: Yeah, well, it could be instead of just showing us straight up. I I feel like this is something where it might be better if uh it's a a, a a hey how how do I word this how how do I in instead of just saying hey here's the tall man he's an alien from another dimension and he can turn into a pretty graveyard lady what if it's like Mike M- Mike is like assembling the Pepe Sylvia board in the basement. And Jodie walks in like, what's going on? He's like, okay, listen, the tall man, he's been here a hundred years. He, he, he can see me through the pictures. And he's got all these, like, Jawas chasing after me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like, especially if, like, the woman he turns into, we actually see more often than, like, when she's just murdering people. Because then it'd be like, oh, well, is that someone that they just happen to know? Or is it actually the tall man? Or is Mike just being weird and doing that, like... I'm 12 and I, I saw a tall person and I'm just going to assume he's an alien trying to kill everyone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's on the internet too much. Um, <laughs> I heard this one weird story. So people talk about aliens. People have like weird encounters with possible uh, UFOs and sometimes they talk about afterwards seeing what they call the flannel man this really tall guy in flannel with a bowl cut just like standing in a random spot in a park or like they're lucid dreaming or they're in that like in between state between awake and asleep and they see him at the end of their bed like it almost gets into the sleep paralysis stuff and i'm like hmm maybe could do something like that with the tall man
1: I feel like that could be really cool because he does, like, just appear sometimes. And, like, yeah. the actor that plays him, who is unfortunately not, uh, has unfortunately passed a few years ago, is just genuinely imposing and a very good character actor. Like, again, like, Tanner, you hadn't heard of this movie, but you knew who the tall man was. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you had heard of the movie, but you knew tall man out of it instead of, like, everything else. So, like, he is yeah. definitely, like,. If you're gonna know something from this movie, you're gonna know him or and the sphere, even though the sphere's, like, in, like, two seconds of the movie. <laughs> so, like, I think using him as an opposing figure would be, like, a very cool and fun thing to do, even if it's just, like, him just being mysterious and, like, showing up places... So they definitely have, like, a, r- a lot of really cool shots of just, like, him in a d- doorway, but it's a shot in a way to just make him look even taller and, like, thinner, and they're using, like, the framing of the door to just, like, basically, like, cut the film in half. And so it's, just, like, kind of cool effects.
2: Cool. Yeah. I
1: actually drew fan art of Tall Man recently. Nice. Because, like, when I picked it, I just rewatched it so I could at least... I was like, is it worth talking about? Just to make sure that I'm not the one weirdo that likes <laughs> this movie. But then I shared the fan <laughs> art with my coworkers and then everyone just dunked on me for liking the movie and I was just like, oh okay. It's fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, now that I see the picture of um Angus Scrim as the tall man, I think I've seen that that around a couple places.
1: Yeah, it's definitely one of those like the movie's considered a cult classic, like One of those, like, if you're, like, only kind of into horror, you probably have no idea what it is. But, like, if you're, like, the kind of person that knows all the differences between all the Jason actors, you probably, (laughs) like, care about Phantasm. (laughs) Which, hello, that's me. (laughs) And so, like, the tall man's the one who's kind of more iconic than the movie is, unless, like, you're really into it. Uh, I I feel like the orb should definitely stay in the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. People, I feel like... If they get, even if it only shows up for two minutes, people are gonna remember that two minutes. I'm yeah. pretty sure I've seen that scene, too, because, like, it sticks to the guy's head, and then just psh, all of the corn syrup.
1: Yeah, it, like, <laughs> drills into his forehead, then, like, he holds onto it and screams, and it just, like, sprays blood out of the back. Neat. It's a, it's a very <laughs> weird device. But, you know, I guess it got the job done, so I can't really, like, tell them that it's bad. Yeah. And, and they get wild with those spheres in the sequels. <laughs> Okay. L- like Mike's a sphere. Yeah. Okay. The sequels are so weird.
0: Um, spheres and people are different shapes. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just checking.
1: <laughs> like, the, the spheres are, or the sequels are totally different episodes. They're like. It feels like every sequel plays telephone with the movie beforehand, where there's like, okay, I got enough, whatever, I'll go with it, and then just like completely do something that they just did, but like <laughs> confidently move forward in another direction and hope no one notices.
0: Oh, c- can you imagine like a Phantasm TV show like that, where ev- every episode is done by a different creative team, <laughs> You get- and you get to watch the preceding <laughs> episode once? <laughs>
1: I think what's even better is every sequel is written by the same writer and director and has the same cast outside of one movie recast Mike and then he was the same actor from every other movie so they literally (laughs) have no excuse they're just like "Ah, who cares (laughs) part of me is like is there like a cool way we could update the spheres or should they just stay exactly the same and not change anything because they're kind of charming in the fact that they're just an orb with a drill and two pointy bits
2: I mean, it looks great on the posters. Yeah, that's true. Like, especially that first poster.
1: They're, like, they're oddly cool for how, like, kind of lame they are. Which is mostly my experience with this movie, where I'm like, all of this should probably be stupid. But I refuse.
0: (laughs) Is that a Funko Pop? Oh, no, it's just a normal. I thought they made a Funko Pop of the sphere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) the sphere but instead of the progs it just has the two soulless eyes <laughs>
0: <laughs> they don't have any phantasm funko pops well it's phantasm from the batman cartoon it'd be funny if they made a tall man funko pop but it is just like twice as tall <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it would be dangerously close to um, sugar from no country for old men because they kind of have the same hair <laughs> <laughs> Which would be fine by me, because that's my favorite movie, so clearly yeah. I have a type with villains.
0: <laughs> I would I would say the only thing we should change with spheres is maybe have them in more of it.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe they're, like, probes, and they're just... You see one fly past, or, like, one rolls into Mike's room, and he's like, what? And it just rolls away.
1: Oh, yeah, I feel like they could definitely be used a lot, because uh, uh, a lot more, like, in the dream like segments because apparently the how uh the director got the idea is he had a nightmare being chased by an orb going down a marble hallway and then just made the rest of the movie around it apparently. Neat. So like I feel like there could be a lot of things of him just being chased by the orbs and then like intersecting that with like completely different scenes of where like things are just totally different and just kind of have them be like omnipresent almost like you never know when one's gonna come out if that makes sense. Yeah.
2: That sounds really neat.
1: Or as much sense as we need it to make. Yeah. Because <laughs> so I feel like they would be a much cooler threat than just, like, again, children in robes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because, like, like, those are kind of used as, like, henchmen in the movies. I'm like, you got these cool orbs that clearly get the job done. Why don't you let them out? Do they have a short range?
0: Oh, what, what if what if we set it up so it is like the kids in robes, and then like Mike tries to tackle one, and like the robe is empty and it's all propped up by a sphere.
1: Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like if he's like making these little zombie monsters to send back to his home planet, why is he also just like using them in, like around his mausoleum? <laughs> <laughs> like, you feel like those are like the goods, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Don't use your own supply. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that could be cool. Because then, like, you get more of, like, the more iconic things. And no one's like, yeah, Phantasm. I love those tiny zombies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't see... Well, actually, yeah, you do see a lot of kids' zombies nowadays.
0: <laughs> I mean, the zombie heyday kind of passed, because that was around our senior year, I feel. It lingered. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was, it was like a chunk of history was just, like, zombies. And then, like, everyone h- hit the wall at the exact same time of, like, no more. No mas. Please? Train to pu- Busan, you're cool. Everyone else, no.
0: <laughs> I think I think it was around the time World War Z movie came out, and it was nothing like the book.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And I also think, like, after a few seasons of Walking Dead, everyone's just like, ooh. What if we stopped?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, especially Which- after particular revelations were made about the
0: nature of the zombie plague. That's like, what's the point? <laughs> but they keep they keep cranking out spinoffs, and apparently there's like a, a funky fun teen one coming out.
1: For Walking Dead? Yeah. Why?
0: Because they gotta make it fresh for the teens.
1: <laughs> Nothing says fresh like zombies. How about we
2: find a new monster? To sell the teens, we've already
0: sold all the monsters to teens.
1: Yeah, is are there any? There's no sex. No, there's there's pr- definitely sexy zombies out there. There's a Ugh. few love movies. I just remembered, like a bunch of examples flooded into my head as soon as I made that joke.
0: <laughs> I ha- there. There's a YA trilogy of sexy zombies, and it's actually very good.
1: Okay,
2: I was thinking I like it. mummies. Like they actually have a mummy revival. That would be cool.
1: Like a real one that didn't fail. Yeah.
0: I I remember uh Saturday Night Live did a uh, Twilight parody skit where instead of vampires and werewolves it was Frankenstein's and mummies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, I could get into that though.
0: Yeah. And then and then you, you reach this the sum total, which is an actual book that I haven't bought yet, but I will one day because it's called Hot Pterodactyl Boyfriend. <laughs>
1: And and there's, like, I'm a big Monster High fan. I'm sure you can see over my shoulder here. (laughs) So I'm just saying, just bring that back. And there's all your sexy monsters you need. And it's for teens. Exactly. And my dolls don't cost $70 anymore. (laughs) The most important part, please. (laughs) They're all out of print now.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) No. Monster High Reboot has the daughter of the tall man.
1: Oh my god, I would love her. <laughs> oh, what did they call it? The lady in, I think she was just called like, the lady in Lavender.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: So it's just- it's just her.
0: I was about to say tall girl, but that's something else. <laughs> Hang it's on.
1: Just, the tall man shows up in his doorway It's like, you don't know what it's like. Or, what was it? Size 11 Nikes
0: men's size 11
1: (laughs) (laughs) and mike dramatically pulls out the soapbox and puts it down on the ground (laughs) there we go there's our reboot it's just tall girl let's just photoshop in some balls and we're good to go She's got a uniform. She's got an iconic hairdo. We're good.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna be writing this fanfic tomorrow now.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, we're good now. We're done, right?
0: I don't know. I mean, we, we've still got uh, about twenty minutes left. If there's anything else we can think of, but <laughs> <laughs> we could easily call it and keep pretty much this whole episode.
1: <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, I'm trying to think. Like, because um, I guess back to the real tall man and not the improved version we just decided on. <laughs> Is it like? He has such an iconic look that it's one of those, like, how do you cast a new tall man without the entire, like, horror fandom turning against you? Like, it is, is it one of those that you do something similar, or is it just like, oh, they're gonna be mad anyway. And Either way, let's just do something totally different that has, like, the same creepy energy.
0: I feel like... I mean, I don't care about making the nerds happy, but... It would make sense to cast someone who's already a horror icon. Yeah. Like, Doug Jones.
1: (gasps) Doug Jones is so tall. He'd be perfect. And, like, if we want
0: to slap some stuff on him to make him resemble the original, we can, because he's used to it.
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Or it could be one of those, like, he's a creative person. Just be like, bring what you want to the role.
0: (laughs) Find the tall man inside yourself.
1: (laughs) And just let him free. Just stand in the mirror and say, you play a good game, boy, until it comes out <laughs> and then you'll know what to do. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Doug Jones as the tall man would rule. I feel like that no one could be mad at that. Doug yeah. Jones is too nice, it's illegal.
0: Yeah, like because the only other person I could think of who maybe could carry the same energy might be Anthony Hopkins.
1: Ooh, but uh, is he over six foot?
0: See, that's the thing is that I feel like we should cast based on um aura rather than height. That's true. Because again, we can we can still use the same tricks and costuming and angles and that and whatnot.
1: That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just I've seen too many of like his I'm a nice old man now videos, I'm like, I can't see you being that threatening anymore though. You're just like an old man having fun with your pets.
0: Anthony Hopkins is five seven, so I'm actually taller than him. <laughs>
1: I'm the same height as him. I am still
2: shorter than him. I was looking at uh, Guillaume Delaney. He's a French uh, horror actor. He played uh, Victor Frankenstein in 2015. And he's got a very a face that looks like it was carved from rock.
1: What was that name again?
2: Uh, Guillaume Delaney. Uh, G-U-I-L-L-A-U-M-E
1: I ty- I typed in like three of those letters and Google's like, I know what you're talking. Don't worry. About. Yeah. We got it.
0: Oh, he's gonna look.
1: Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that dude chased me down a hallway, I would also run for my life. <laughs> but I would also probably run from anyone who started chasing me in a mausoleum. Yeah. I don't have time for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um
2: there's also actual giant, uh, Haftar Julius Bjornsson from Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, there's a the um, fireman from Twin uh Twin Pinks, uh I'm g- this is a Dutch name, I'm gonna get it so wrong. But it looks <laughs> like uh Carol Struckian. Okay. He's like seven feet tall. Ooh. He definitely has like a good look for it. Mm-hmm. Aw, he was apparently in Adams family. Oh nice.
0: Sweet. Oh, was he Lurch?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, nice. Yep,
1: yep Ooh. there's a picture of him. You've been a nice tall man, now be a mean tall man.
0: (laughs) Alignment chart, but it's just tall men.
1: (laughs) Are you a... Yeah, it's just, like, different ways to hover the kind of energy it gives off, whether you mean it to or not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have a friend that's, like, seven feet tall, and whether he means to or not, there are definitely times where I'm just like, Oh! All right, sorry. (laughs) You just showed up in a shadow.
3: (laughs) Uh
2: Lindsay, how tall was Mitch? Five foot seven. I came up to his elbow.
1: Damn, yeah. Uh my buddy Brian. He actually uh played one of the Predators in the newest Predator movie. Oh uh, yeah. He is y- six foot eleven.
2: That's y- too tall. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's definitely one of those, like, I've stood next to him while he's just, like, talking and gesturing with his hands and gotten, like, hit directly in the face where I'm just like, oh, god, you're so tall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess there is actually, I just searched, like, tall horror actors, and there are a lot of tall horror actors out there. I guess there's always monsters that need to be taller than everyone. Yeah, it's easy to be
2: imposing when you're over six foot. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I guess I always need someone that needs to be in makeup and, like, huge.
2: Yeah. Well, my favorite
0: is still Christopher
1: Lee. <sighs> I love Christopher Lee. Yeah.
0: You know, if retail doesn't work out for me, maybe I should be a tall person in makeup for your student horror film.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, I think you get paid a good amount of money to have a lot of prosthetics put on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just also have to be very patient. To have a lot of prosthetics put on you.
2: I did not know Vincent Price was six foot four. Holy crap!
1: Actually, that makes sense. He he kind of looks proportionately tall.
2: <laughs> like I always kind of thought like he was like Hollywood leading man tall, like probably at most a a Chris Evans six foot two, but six foot four. Hmm. <laughs>
1: What my uh, what my buddy Brian always says when everyone's like, "Oh, I wish I was tall like you," he's like, "No, you wish you were six too <laughs> Yeah, that's the height everyone wants. I promise you right now,
2: you can still fit through doors.
1: Like, it's like yeah, you you definitely want to fit on airplanes, not like me. Oof.
2: <laughs> There's just one po- uh podcast I listen to, and one of the hosts stands at about like six foot six, and his biggest problem. Like he he's kind of afraid of very tight spaces for very obvious reasons. And like most of his slicey he has to be put into first class just because his legs are so big.
1: Yeah, I think Brian's told me a few times he'll find people that have the emergency exit seat yeah. and like trade with them because no one wants to sit there, but he does because there's no seat in front of you, so you can stretch your legs out. Uh, and he's just like, I love being next to the emergency exit seat. I will take it every single time. <laughs> I'll accept all responsibilities for extra leg, <laughs> leg room. That's all I want in my life. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think, I don't know. Is there anything else you can think of that we need to toss into this?
1: Ah, uh, not that I can think of. Outside of the fly scene, we could definitely make cooler because it's like, I think someone's mom made a little fly thing. For the scene where they get attacked by the fly, and it's adorable. <laughs> it looks like someone's mom made it for them. <laughs> so if like that could just be cooler, that'd be great.
2: We have the technology.
1: <laughs> uh, fingers crossed that we can make a fly look cooler. They must have been really mad watching the fly a few years later. <laughs> Ah, uh, but yeah, I can't think of anything else to add. I think we had fun figuring out like a new tone mostly and just mostly lean hard into all the weird stuff.
0: Yeah, we like the weird stuff.
1: Which is I can hundred percent get out or get behind. And we should also Reggie, we will only hire someone with a skulllet. That sick skulllet has to stay in the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean I was I was going to say to keep the spirit of the original everyone else should be an unknown.
1: Oh yeah. And I uh and I feel getting a good child actor would also be good cuz I think Mike is like 12 or 13 in the movie and definitely needs that like wide-eyed am I telling the truth or am I a kid having fun like sort of thing mm-hmm. yeah, but still selling like being terrified of the situation without actually like you know terrifying a poor child. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad all the Stranger Things actors have aged out of little kid roles. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I love them, but they were being cast in every single thing that required a child, and I'm sick and, of it.
1: And they were all in the 80s! These poor kids are so tired of the 80s, and they were born nowhere near it.
2: <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Millie Bobby Brown is ha- had a great time living in the Victorian era for Enola Holmes. <laughs>
1: oh yeah she is in that i need to watch that i hear it was cute
0: okay i think we have reached the end of this road yes yep so in that case uh oh my gosh what's that inside my mirror
3: it's a friendship promo ah (laughs) (laughs) the mona lisa the hope diamond the sarcophagus of king to uncommon humanity has accumulated hundreds upon hundreds of priceless artifacts and treasures each one the physical embodiment of a certain time and place but for all of humankind's greatest achievements we also kind of suck for every priceless painting on display in the louvre there is another masterpiece stolen and bartered off in an underground auction or even collecting dust in your grandmother's attic each week relic The Lost Treasure Podcast explores the strange, but mostly true, tales behind history's greatest lost treasures. If you like unsolved mysteries and true crime, with maybe a little less murder, but certainly a few weird deaths, then you should come along on the journey. Join me, Maxwell, as I dig beneath the couch cushions of history. You can find Relic on iTunes, or stream us at relic.blueberry.net. That's blueberry without the E's. Adventure awaits.
0: Oh, don't worry, guys, that friendship promo was just a dream. Or was it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll check behind me if the tall man has grabbed me. No, I'm good.
0: Uh, No, if the tall man showed up, that'd be a different movie. That'd be, what was it? Unfriended. (laughs) 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 All right, so Shannon, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And for letting me bring my boring 70s movies (laughs) with me and we get to make jokes about tall girl.
0: (laughs) They're fun. They've got atmosphere. (laughs) yes movies these days don't have atmosphere all they care about is product placement shirtless man boobs and butt pose uh doritos tie-in
1: <laughs> well, i personally want our tall I, I want our phantasm movie on doritos
0: <laughs> and one in every 100 bags has an orb
1: yeah you just open it and it flies out yeah. <laughs> And then just very gently places a Dorito in your mouth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so, (laughs) now I'm picturing it. (laughs) Shannon, where can you be found on the internet?
1: Uh, you can find me on twitter.com at Shannon Maynard. Uh, I am on two other podcasts. I am on the Cool Kids Table and Kingdom Smarts, which are uh, at CKTCast and at Kingdom Smarties, also on Twitter. Uh, I have a webcomic, which is Dragon DragonTurnToyComic.com. Uh, that's where you can read it is the part i should have said first but you know you can figure it out i trust you um i think that's it uh oh, um i'm the lead character designer on Archer season 11 is airing right now so you can go see what else i am mostly doing with my time almost exclusively with my time actually
0: i mean that's very cool
1: yeah oh, i you cried are. at the doritos joke <laughs>
0: Very, very cool that uh, you are the the most i th- i think the ho- the top tier industry professional we've had on here
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i do my best at being just mildly famous barely
0: <laughs> you you have an emmy allegedly i i hear
1: it is right there
0: <laughs> Ooh, nice. oh nice <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uh only like important people get the statues everyone else gets a slip
0: i, I figured i mean, still it's something yeah
1: yeah Somewhere I have a meme reaction of me taking it off the wall and throwing it in the trash can because I made a bad joke. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it was worth it.
0: <laughs> wait, wait a second. Okay, so so if you win this year, does that mean you get a statue?
1: Uh, oh, I don't know if I get it. Um, uh, I think the art direction gets it, but I would probably have a faster time getting to see it and or hold it.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: If we win something that's specifically for character design, then I get it. Okay. And I guess share the credit with everyone else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That is rad as hell. (laughs) The two of us pale in comparison, and yet, Lindsay, where can we find you?
2: I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym 476 and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. Uh, you can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-POD. Those are the letters for not if I beat you first and they're pronounced boy.
1: Please everyone photoshop the tall girl poster to be our new Phantasm movie please <laughs> i'm begging you i don't have time to do it someone has to <laughs>
0: exactly um and when you do do it you can send us to that you can send that to us in an email at not at gmail.com which is also where you can send your comments critiques and criticisms uh you could also send a friendship promo if you want us to advertise your podcast or youtube channel or your DVNR page whatever it is to send us an audio clip or a proof to read and we'll promote it for free because we love doing that We have a Patreon, but we're not super promoting it because there's many other important things going on right now, including donating to help wildfires, donating to help trans people get into safer places. Um, Lots. Just check Twitter. If you're following the right people, you know where to donate. Um, But there are still people who are able to donate and be part of our Patreon, so we do want to give a quick shout out to our patrons, who are Cassidy, Charlie, Christina, Jenny, and Julia. Thank you! And then if you're not giving to our Patreon, then you can simply write and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then contact me, and I'll try and get us in there.
2: Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can find out more about the other awesome shows we share the network with at CornerPodNet on Twitter.
0: And last but not least, our cover, as always, is by Alex, a.k.a. Pachu and her work can be found on ptche And our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can, contact us, Stephana- you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you'd like music of his own for your own. There's too many k- in there. Alright, Lindsay. Tanner. Do you have a hint for next week?
2: Oh god, no. <laughs> it's
0: okay if you don't.
2: We can edit in something later.
0: According to the schedule it would be you next, but if you need me to take next week, I can.
2: Yes, thank you.
0: Okay, Lindsay, I'm going to give you two options for next week, actually. Okay. Do you want a horror that's much more, uh, a little graphic and nasty and messed up, or do you want something a little more psychological and cerebral?
2: Let's go with psychological and cerebral.
0: Okay. I don't know how cerebral it's going to be because it's coming from me. <laughs> but next next week, we are going to go to a neighborhood in Connecticut where the men are men and the women are perfect. <laughs> so, Shannon, thank you so much again for joining us. This has been a blast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: And uh, for the listeners out there, we're going to see you all next week, but not if we reboot you 1st Bye-bye. Don't know why my camera's not... Pick- oh, there I am. Okay. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say, the icon was also just looked like you sitting there. I was like, did they change shirts?
0: <laughs> and grow hair?
1: <laughs> See, I noticed
0: the shirt first. <laughs> back uh, back, back from but between the time where I, I thought just going ham with a towel on my hair was a great, healthy way to treat a scalp. Oh, God.